This is Glass City Humanist, a show about humanism, humanist values, by a humanist. Here is your host, Douglas Berger. We have an update on a recent public records check concerning the tax dollars being spent on the reuse of the former St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Toledo. Why does it seem like the Lucas County Land Bank is ignoring the wishes of the neighborhood community? Glass City Humanist is an outreach project of the Secular Humanists of Western Lake Erie, building community through compassion and reason for a better tomorrow. Welcome to another edition of the Glass City Humanists. I am Doug Berger, the host. And before we get started with the uh, meat of the episode, as it were, I just wanted to send out a reminder and some information to friends and members of the Secular Humanists of Western Lake Erie. Um, We are coming towards the end of our fiscal year at the Secular Humanists of Western Lake Erie. And if you purchased or if you became a member during, uh, during this fiscal year before March... Um, in 2022, like October, 2022 till about March, um, your membership is coming due at the end of this month on September 30th. All memberships generally expire on the end at the end of September. And so, you know, if you want to be a member or continue to be a member so you can serve on the board of directors, what you want to do is you want to uh, renew your membership today or get a new one. It's as, it's as simple as that. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate the members and the friends who support us all, all year long. And and uh, we hope that that continues. So on with the show. This is Glass City Humanist. My humanist group was formed in, uh, my local humanist group was formed in 2018. And one of the first things that we worked on that in the community was opposing the saving of St. Anthony's Catholic Church. St. Anthony's Catholic Church is at the corner of Nebraska and Junction uh, Streets here in Toledo. It's an old church. It was built in 1894. It is huge, imposing. And it was due for demolition in the, in the spring of 2018. Uh, the parish had closed and been, uh, merged with another nearby parish and they couldn't find any uses for the building. And like I said, it's an old building and in need of repairs. And the Catholic diocese decided since they couldn't find a buyer for it, that they were just going to tear it down. So they did some asbestos abatement and, and brought in the, 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 uh, wrecking equipment and put up a fence. And that's when, um, Congresswoman Marcy Captor of the ninth district swooped in and started a groundswell of support to try to save the church. And of course, it was a little bit self-serving for her because her family had, she, when she was a young girl and her family went to that church back when the neighborhood was a majority of uh, Polish um, uh, people, Polish immigrants in that, in that neighborhood. And so she didn't want to see her 
uh, an icon of her childhood be demolished. I don't fault her for wanting that. Um, unfortunately, she wanted to spend uh, tax dollars to save it. And so she cajoled and twisted arms and, and got publicity and everything and got the uh, Lucas County Land Bank to talk the diocese into selling it to them. I don't know, three, I guess 300,000 or something like that. They, they focused on an amount and sold it. So the Lucas County Land Bank, which is a uh, uh, public entity um, that basically buys up vacant properties and rehabilitates them or, or sells them or tears them down and sells the, the land for redevelopment. So they bought the church. You know, saints be praised. Woohoo! They bought the church. So they saved it from wrecking. So now we got to figure out what we want to do with that building. One of the things that governments do when they take on a project is they, they call it uh, talking to the stakeholders the, for the fancy term. Uh, basically what they do is they talk to the people in the neighborhood. The people that are going to be directly affected by anything that they do with that church building, they have to talk to the people in the neighborhood and, and one, they have to identify what they want and two, uh, how best they can use that property to address the things that they want in their neighborhood. Uh, the junction neighborhood where this church is located is pretty distressed. Uh, quite a few abandoned properties. Uh, the business community is pretty much obliterated. Um, uh, there's a lot of vacant lands where uh, land where some houses that had burnt down or, or became abandoned were torn down because of blight. Um, it's a struggling neighborhood. It's prim uh, primarily uh, African-American in makeup and it's, it's a poor neighborhood. So, you know, trying to find something to do with this big, imposing, gigantic church building that would help the community, that was what they wanted to do. So they formed, of course, a focus group. And they came up with uh, uh, some ideas. The focus group came, came up with some ideas that they, and it got reported on in the uh, Toledo Blade in July of 2019. The land bank bought the building in 2018, and they had this focus group on in 2019. And two of the stakeholders who were featured in a video that was attached to the Blade article uh, was Sister Virginia Welsh from the Padua Center, which was uh, they are they are using the rectory uh, for Saint Anthony's Church where the uh, priest used to live, and that's the Padua Center. And then the second person that they featured in the video was Major Smith Jr. with the Junction Coalition. Junction Coalition is the community group that is a major stakeholder for that neighborhood. Some ideas I have would be possibly a health and an athletic center. I could see one part of it being a small gym, um, maybe with a couple universal machines for people to exercise. You could have a good walking track around the inside of it because it's quite large. We could set up several offices for perhaps a, a neighborhood nurse to come in to 
Arts. One of the things we talked about and repurposing the, the building, the St. Anthony building, was to possibly a museum of some sort featuring some of the uh, past uh, history of the neighborhood, uh, the Polish organization, and transition maybe into what it is today. Those who attended Monday's community meeting at the new Brock the new Mott Branch Library were asked two questions. What are the neighborhood's needs and how can the church be redeveloped to address those needs? It says that uh, they want to see the building once again become a neighborhood focal point. Another person said that uh, they wanted to see the building provide access to food. Uh, that particular area is a, considered a food desert. And uh, so having uh, an area that you could get food. Other ideas included a bowling alley, a fitness center, art studios, classrooms, or a museum. And so somebody from the Collingwood Arts Center told the group that they need to come up with a use for the building that will at least bring in enough revenue to keep the lights on. Because you don't want the government to have to keep funding it to keep it open. And it says, whatever ideas you come up with, you better come up with some thoughts about where you're going to get the money from three, four, five years from now just to pay the daily expenses. The community primarily wants to keep it a focus of the neighborhood and have it as a focal point and community event and, and gathering space and things like that. So that's what they started to work on. And so then they also talked to um, Lucas County Treasurer Lindsay Webb. She is the co-chair of the Land Banks Committee on St. Anthony's Redevelopment. Uh, she said that redeveloping St. Anthony Church will have implications for the Junction neighborhood and Nebraska Avenue corridor, but also for the city as a whole, as there are 40 other abandoned or vacant churches in Toledo. This is not the first church that is going to have to find its new use, and it won't be the last, Ms. Webb said, but we want to make sure we're doing this right. That's why it's so important to us to hear from the neighbors. Now that is Lindsay Webb, Lucas County Treasurer, speaking in July of 2019 during these initial focus groups. All right, so they went ahead and had the feasibility study and they had the uh, Design Collective, which is a local um, architectural firm or, or whatever, come up with some concepts. So they came up with these uh, concepts. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different concepts with different things. Like uh, they had like uh, turn it back into a place of assembly and worship, which I totally disagree with even trying to do that. Uh, uh, I don't see spending tax dollars on a church building in order to turn it into another church building. So the one that got the highest score in the feasibility study that was done, and this was done in 2020, June of 2020 is when this was finished. And they came up with the one that scored the highest was concept number two. And it says renovate to assembly worship multipurpose, which is concept one, plus a small addition with a flex plaza is what it's called and basically it would have there would be there's a little bit of vacant land there used to be a school attached to this church and they tore the school down many many years ago so they had this this vacant land to the north of the church and this concept too would put a small building on the west side of this vacant area and then have a, a plaza because you got to have uh they want to have 
multiple events. So you have to have an indoor outdoor space. You have to have a commercial kitchen to do catering, uh, bathrooms that are to code and accessible. And, and then you'd still have the church building itself that you could use. Anyway, so for concept two activities, they had have a market, indoor, outdoor, farmer's market, antiques, art and culture, uh, have a training education center, community celebrations, movies and multimedia displays, uh, theater, school assemblies, health fairs, climbing wall, uh, keep a note of that, climbing wall, we'll come back to that, yoga, aerobics, pilates, trade shows, worship, weddings, and family reunions, all good multi-use, you know, multi-purpose uses of this building. And so that is the concept that scored the highest the community wanted. However, uh, on the list of cons, it said it still only speaks to two or four focus group needs, which is a problem. Because if you have four things that the community wants and you can only address two of them, Church and parish provide a focal point of the neighborhood, poor housing and services that do not attract new residents or new buildings, uh, access to quality of life services, not just mental health services, uh, hope and trust. It says, what do you think the reuse of this building can do to meet that need? And, and they say focal point, gathering place, business development, youth education, recreation and skill development, adult workforce development. And then they had the three things that the community consistently stated they do not want. And that's a cafe, a coffee house, or housing organizations that will promote gentrification. And so then they had these themes. It was, uh, and these are the questions that these concepts are supposed to address. Uh, safety, sustainability, ownership, and leadership. And so that concept two with the, with the small addition in the plaza, uh, addressed only two of those four themes. So that was in June of 2020. And then we had the uh, pandemic and it pretty much put, uh, put things that delayed a lot of things. And so we come back now to uh, January of 20, uh, 20, 2022. And they're starting to pick up, the land bank is going to pick up the St. Anthony project once again to get get going with it. And one of the things that they want to do is they want to sell it. Uh, so I did a, a records request from uh, the land bank and got, got all these emails and, and, and memos and things like that. And basically they wanted to stabilize the building and get it fixed up uh, because eventually they want to sell it, which is what a land bank does is they don't own, they don't control properties for very long. They want to do whatever needs to be done to fix it up, to get it ready, to redevelop it, and then they sell it. In January of 2022, in some of the emails, one of the emails says, in addition to the affordable housing project, we are also proposing to redevelop the St. Anthony's Church building for event assembly use once again. And that, that again, that's with the concept two in the feasibility. And then... Uh, one of the, uh, people that works with the land banks in a, in an email in January the 18th of 2022 said, uh, it may be helpful to lead off the community meetings for this project, referring back to work land bank junction and others held to identify senior housing as the best and highest use for this site. I have found building from the previous meetings and peppering in the community need data 
Priority is helpful in establishing guideposts for the discussion and gaining meaningful feedback. So, their focus now is on affordable housing and meeting community space for this. So again, that still fits in with that, that, that second uh, concept that the feasibility study identified. So then we move ahead to March 2022, and there was an email where the land bank now realizes that they're going to have to pivot. And, and this is uh, from an email in March of 2022, March 24th. Our fundamental approach to redevelopment at this site has been about making affordable housing work. However, we have had numerous conversations in which the unresolved nature of the former St. Anthony's building has complicated any possibility of affordable housing new development. So we've shifted. The land bank's work over the next few months will be to put together uh, an earmark request with Congresswoman Captor's office that will allow us to make and complete capital investment in the former St. Anthony's building in order to operate it as a community event space with a nonprofit partner. So now they've dropped the idea of senior housing or affordable housing, and they've gone back to just being a basic community event space with a nonprofit partner. That's in March we in 2022. And then we come to January of 2023. This was the year after they had initially started talking about affordable housing. And then in March of 2022, they shifted to going back to the community event space. Now, in January of 2023, they put out a memo uh, to this company, this uh, recreational company uh, called Avent Aventus. It says, uh, shortly after the land bank acquired the property in 2018, we began conversations with Aventus Climbing about their goal to meet local market demand for climbing gym spaces. Aventus has since publicly announced plans to build and operate a new for-profit climbing gym facility in Lucas County. Aventus has continued to express an interest in the St. Anthony's building space as a potential second climbing gym location that would be co-operated with their first facility. Aventus has suggested that the unique nature of this cathedral-scale building would make it a destination for climbers throughout the country and perhaps the world. So they went from talking about a possible climbing wall to turning it into a climbing gym. That means the whole space would be dedicated to climbing activity. And so I guess it would not be a community gathering space anymore. Because Aventus, the company, put out a, a memo of their own uh, with their proposal. And their proposal was to uh, either lease, or have a long-term lease on the building, or outright purchase it. So basically, a for-profit company that provides climbing um, activities would purchase this building in a distressed neighborhood that needs other things besides recreation, and it would be closed off to the community. Now, they talk about having uh, memberships and having donations for those memberships and then possibly creating a special neighborhood membership. But the fact is that they would purchase this building, this church, that's already had hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars 
and Marcy Kaptur got an earmark for $4 million in the, in the uh, last budget in Washington to go to <laughs> stay, you know, rebuilding this church. And they would sell it to a for-profit company that then would control who could access the building for a foreseeable future, either a long-term lease or they would purchase the property outright. Now that fits in with the goals of the land bank. They want to, they don't want to hold on to things too long. They want to market for redevelopment. That's their job is to gather these properties, these distressed vacant properties and turn them around and sell them for redevelopment. That's great. I don't have a problem with that. But if you're going to campaign to save a church building, to turn it into, and, and the community says, you know, we want to keep it as a focal of the neighborhood, as a meeting and gathering place, and you end up selling it to a for-profit company for recreation, that just slaps the neighborhood in the face. <laughs> that just slaps them in the face. And the way it's coming across, too, there was a, a, an article in the Toledo Blade that announced all this. This is what got me started uh, talking about this. And so they did a, a, an article in the Toledo Blade where they made it sound like that the neighborhood wanted it, too. Um, yeah, it says, Toledo's historic St. Anthony Church eyed for climbing, Jim. And this was dated June 15th of 2023. And that's when the land bank... Uh, approved up to $300,000 or $299,500 for Toledo-based firm The Collaborative to study the church to see if a climbing gym could work and draw up plans. And so then they talked to uh, uh, David Mann, who is the, the uh, president of uh, or in charge or executive director of the Land Bank, and says, uh, Mr. Mann said the Land Bank has talked with Advantis a company currently building a climbing gym near Wildwood Preserve Metro Park about eventually customizing the old church as a second large climbing facility in the city. A much smaller gym with a different owner, uh, Climb Toledo, has operated since 2021 in, in North Toledo. Mr. Mann said Aventus would like a second climbing gym facility. They believe St. Anthony offers such a unique environment that it could become a national destination for climbing. And of course, they tried to talk to Aventus and couldn't get a hold of him. Says, we've had multiple meetings. Now, this is Lindsay Webb, Lucas County Treasurer, who also leads the Land Bank's board, says this. We've had multiple meetings with the neighborhood about the climbing gym proposal. People were skeptical, but there's been lots of discussion on how to integrate the neighborhood into the space. Another board member, Mike Beasley, said something that brings people into the core of the community and also can present opportunities for people in the neighborhood is worth exploring when I'm bereft of ideas on how to retask spaces like this. It's amazing. <laughs> They've come to the conclusion that they need to get a, uh, a climbing gym into this church building when nobody, none of the stakeholders <laughs> that matter want a climbing gym or have indicated that they want a climbing gym. You know, a climbing wall, maybe, but there's also climbing wall for free that can be used by the neighborhood for free at uh, a community center uh, two or three blocks away, the Frederick Douglass Center uh, on Indiana Avenue, 
uh, they have a climbing wall and it's free. So basically, the, and, and the problem with the, the St. Anthony site too is a lack of parking. But there's some vacant land across the street that probably will be turned into parking. You never know. The land bank owns that land too. But it just, it just amazes me. And, and so when I saw this article in June about them putting in a climbing gym, I had, I, I did a public records request from the land bank. And so that's what I found. I found that, that, uh, most a year ago, a climbing gym wasn't even on, wasn't even on the, the horizon. And it wasn't until January of this year, 2023, that that's when they started doing it. And then they say in the memo that after they purchased the property in 2018, the land bank started conversation with Aventus. Now that's interesting because why have all these community meetings <laughs> to find out what you want to do with this church if they've already made their decision? And so that is something that probably the community needs to find out is did they already have this already figured out and and so they were doing these community meetings just for show but that's the update on St. Anthony's church and again i don't disagree with reusing churches it it happens all the time you have theaters coffee shops um there's an old church that used to have photography equipment down in Columbus that I used to go to. It was an old church and, and, and you could buy cameras and lighting stuff and everything. It was a business. I disagree on using taxpayer dollars to save churches. If people want to get together and donate money to save a church, more power to them. Just leave the taxpayers out of it. But if you do want to use taxpayer dollars, then you at least need to talk to the stakeholders and the community that's going to be affected by this saving of this church or whatever you're using this tax dollars for. And, and if you do talk to the community, you should listen to what the community has to say. For more information about the topics in this episode, including links used, please visit the episode page at glasscityhumanist.show. Hello again, this is Doug. Just wanted to add an epilogue to our story that you just listened to uh, concerning the update on uh, the redevelopment of the formerly Catholic Church, St. Anthony's Catholic Church in the Junction neighborhood. Um, I still believe that the land bank is ignoring the community, the stakeholders, and allowing this company, Aventus, to come in and try to put in a climbing gym a private for-profit climbing gym. I, I personally don't think that that is something that that community needs. And, and as you heard in uh, the, the episode, that there's a at least a couple community members who also agree. And in general, in um, when they were having their focus groups and everything, that was one thing they didn't want. You know, they wanted a meeting space, a focal point. And so... Um, I had done a, a lot of this uh, information that I had on in the in the uh, episode. I obtained through a public records request from the land bank, 
and they sent me emails and, and documents and things like that. And so that's how I discovered that, that they had uh, entered into an agreement or an understanding with Adventus, the company, uh, to possibly put a climbing gym in there. And so my question was that in the document, it said that when they uh, purchased the building from the Archdiocese of uh, Toledo, they had always had the idea of having a climbing gym in there, which didn't, that smelled fishy to me. That's what got this whole thing going, this whole whole event, uh, me looking into this. And so when I finally got the, the public records, it shows, you know, that that's what that memo said. But now I saw, uh, um, I had asked for clarification from the land bank and they directed me to their minutes that are online uh, from past meetings. So I went and looked for meetings that were specifically addressing St. Anthony's Church and kind of find out that in the website that they have for redeveloping, they said in February of 2023, Aventus came to them and indicated an interest in putting a climbing gym in that church. So there is uh, a conflict between the memo of understanding that they that they put out, the land bank put out, and the timeline of events. So I'm not sure what's going on. And that's why I'm concerned. Uh, again, as I stated, you know, one of the first things Secular Humanists of Western Lake Erie did was we opposed the using tax dollars to save this church. It's an old, it's an old church. It's an old building. And there's not much, I mean, it's one of these huge Gothic style church buildings. So there's not much you can do with it. And, and the feasibility studies showed that there wasn't much that you could do with it. that wasn't going to cost a lot of money. So whatever they do, they need to do it for the community and what the community wants. And that is not a for-profit climbing gym. And so there was some other things mentioned in the minutes about an ad hoc committee uh, giving a report, but there was no reports in the minutes. So I don't know what the discussion was, what the deliberation was. Um, It didn't appear to me. Now, I, I run a nonprofit, the Secular Humanist of Western Lake Erie, and so we do minutes too, and we don't put all details in the minutes. But I would have thought, you know, I was expecting if they had this ad hoc committee giving a report that there would be like a summary attached to the minutes. There was not. So it's still a question to me, but I just wanted to show, tell you that I did look into this further uh, to make sure that I wasn't uh, causing any distress to people that I didn't need to cause distress to. Uh, but it looks like somebody knew somebody And they said, you know, we got this old church. Let's put a climbing gym in. Hey, I know somebody who has one. And I think that's what happened in this case. They just, it's like, why have the focus groups and why have the feasibility study if you're not even going to abide by it? So we will be keeping up the secular humanist, Western League Gary and myself. I will be keeping an eye on this situation and see what, what happens from there. Thank you for listening. For more information about the topics in this episode, please visit the episode page at glasscityhumanist.show. 
Glass City Humanist is an outreach of the Secular Humanists of Western Lake Erie. Sholey can be reached at humanistswle.org. Glass City Humanist is hosted, written, and produced by Douglas Berger, and he's solely responsible for the content. Our theme music is Glass City Jam, composed using the Amplify Studio. See you next time. Thank you.